Well, hello. Good afternoon. All right. Sound like somebody's ready to rock and roll today. Uh, Semi-ready. Oh, and uh, just as a heads up to the people, I have a, a teeth and Timo, though, who decided that Sneak is no longer something she's interested in. So, <laughs> you have to bear with me. Oh, baby. Oh, po baby. Oh, well, she she might do a lot. She might do a lot of crying this episode, but um, it, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It, it might not be that type of podcast today. Well, it all depends. It all depends. Well, we'll see. Just giving a heads up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't even think they care at this point. I think they're they're like, you know what? They have kids. We get it. Yeah. See. Yep. See. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll go ahead and get rolling. Episode 10 of the Y'all Have No Idea podcast. Uh, coming live as always. And it's your boy Big Sky here. And I'm Sean with Kobe. <laughs> I know this is kind of weird, but everybody waved to Kobe. I know no one's going to actually <laughs> see it, but whatever. All right. So, okay. So, this is sad news, but this is, I mean, it's. It all depends on how you take it. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, we're going to get ready to record tomorrow. I look at my timeline, and then I see this thing that pops up on my timeline, and I just instantly – I thought my head was about to explode. Um, I'm starting to really hate Netflix. Like, really? Oh, I stop. forgot about that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, if y'all haven't heard, I don't know how you haven't heard, but if you haven't heard – Netflix is canceling Daredevil. Now, see, I'm not upset. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm upset, but I, it's better than, I mean, it's worse than them canceling Luke Cage, like, because that had to go. I actually liked Daredevil, at least the first two seasons I think I watched. I, I, I actually liked that one. It wasn't as bad as Luke Cage or uh, what was it, Iron Fist? I'm gonna let you have Iron Fist. We still we're not gonna do that with Luke Cage today. It was trash. It was not trash. Okay. It may have it it may have been not your desire. Worst fight scenes on a television show since they got CGI. It's just it was terrible. I can I can name a whole bunch more that was worse than that, but we gonna we gonna we we gonna we gonna stick to Daredevil because I'm a little hurt. I'm feeling some type of way, okay? Now, look, I can... I, here's the thing. The only reason why I could kind of excuse Luke Cage, and by the way, that is not my telephone ringing. I'm, I'm joking, y'all. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> see see how God works? God said, y'all not going to talk about Luke Cage like that. But anyway, the reason why I, I'm not that mad about Luke Cage is because I see the writing on the wall now. Now that they're canceling Daredevil, I get it. We know that Disney is getting ready to start their streaming services pretty soon. And if they're going to start their streaming services, they're getting ready to pull everything that's Disney off of Netflix. So when I see when I see Iron Fist get canceled, I was like, eh, okay, because I didn't really care for Iron Fist anyway. When I see Kays get canceled, I was like, oh, shoot, I think Disney's getting ready to make a move. Now they're canceling Daredevil, which is one of their highest rated uh, Disney 
um, Marvel uh, shows on on Netflix. So th- that does not mean I'm not mad because I am. I like Netflix. I really do. I like Netflix. I think Hulu is a little bit better, but that's just personal preference. But Netflix is really getting on my nerves, and I'm really upset about this one. Last season was fantastic. That might have been the best season of Daredevil that they had. Yet and still, they get rid of it. So, so in canceling it, does that mean that somehow they'll get picked up by Disney? Like, can they be resurrected, or are they just gone? Well, see, it's weird because if I don't know if you noticed this, but you know, you, we all know how friendly a family friendly Disney is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, even if you look at rated R movies. I can't remember the last Disney rated R movie, let alone, <laughs> you know, let alone the, the content that Daredevil and Luke Cage provided. So it could be resurrected. The only problem is they'll take it down so much to fit, you know, the Disney mode. Now, they could do something where they have, like, if they do the Disney streaming service where they have it just Marvel exclusive. Maybe they can go that route and then keep it the same way that they have kept it. But it all depends on Disney and how they want their streaming services to look once that rollout comes. Because that rollout comes next year. So I think that's another reason why Netflix is like, okay, we got to get rid of it. I don't know if Disney and Netflix had a conversation, but it it just sucks because Daredevil was great. (laughs) It was was good. Really, really good, and I, I'm not I'm not happy. I just had to get that out the way early because I'm 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 pretty ticked off about that. But that's that's neither here nor there. Well, now, if they can, they can bring back Daredevil, but keep Luke Cage where it's at. Be quiet. We're not Cage, okay? I'm, by the way, that's Sean's opinion, y'all. That is not my opinion. <laughs> that should be everybody's opinion. I'm sure that's universal, except for you. No, it's not. I'm a white <laughs> Luke Cage. I have some friends. Well, y'all are one in the same, so she don't count. I have friends that love Luke Cage. <laughs> don't you, you know what? Moving right along, because we we're not we're not gonna do this today. So, <laughs> boys, you know what? It's been a busy week and a half, two weeks. Um, so much has happened, but the main storyline has been good old Takashi 69. Oh, Jesus. So let me make a disclaimer, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I do not listen to Takashi 69's music. I've made that per- perfectly clear. That does not mean I am okay. So at work, right? I work with a lot of young people, right? I get called the old head all the time at my job because they're like, you just hate all of the new stuff that's come out. Kinda, but I, I give people a chance. I do. I really do. I'm one of those who, if there's a high song that's that's dope by a new artist, I rock with it. You know, um, Yellow Beezy, he has a song out uh, called "That's On Me." I freaking love that song. So never heard of it or him. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 but I get you know called the old head all the time. But anyway, the reason why I say that is because Takashi Six Nine is you know hot new artist been buzzing last year and all of this year. And if you really don't know who Takashi 69 is, he has a record with Nicki Minaj called Fifi. I think it hit, I don't know if it 
Yes, it did hit number one. It did hit number one. I was about to say, did it hit number one? Big record, Summer summer Jam. Um, and if you also follow Tekashi 6 9 he is a hell of a troll. What I mean by that is he loves to get on social media and just talk reckless, beef with some of your favorite rappers, the game, YG. I was surprised that he actually survived the Chief Keep stuff because anybody that knows Chief Keep, Chief Keep is a nuts. But that's the kind of six nine. This is this new generation. That's what they do. They troll and troll and troll. But all of that trolling <laughs> might have caught up to Takashi six nine because two weeks ago he was arrested uh, on charges of racketeering and a whole bunch of other stuff. After being on the Breakfast Club, saying he was scared of the feds, so he knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah, because you don't just go in there. I'm not scared of nothing except God and the feds. Yeah. Well, boy, that's quite timely <laughs> to Kasha Six Nine. But anyway, so what led to his arrest was people in his camp. He had informants in his circle. They say and academics is one of them. Now, this is alleged. I don't know how true it is, but. That's the word that I'm getting. Yeah, because I noticed academics at first he was very vocal about everything up until Takashi actually got arrested. And then academics has been kind of quiet. Well, Joe Button told him he he wasn't about that street life. He need to leave that street stuff alone. He ain't listen. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's academics. He's corny anyway, so he ain't gonna listen. <laughs> he ain't gonna listen. And I know it's it's people that listen to the podcast that are DJ Academics fans. I'm gonna ask you one question: Why are you a DJ Academics fan? Whatever. But anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, he had people in the circle, and you know, every everybody's been asking, "Do you feel bad for Takashi Six Nine? No. <laughs> <laughs> that about settles that one, huh? <laughs> I could care less. I couldn't care less. <sighs> oh man. Ah no, I don't feel bad for him. You know what's funny? Everybody has said, you know, Tupac was kind of a wild dude when he was alive, don't you think? Yeah, Isn't it kind of what Tupac was doing? No, because if you hear Takashi Six Nine's content, there is nothing Tupac about Takashi Six Nine's content. So I don't want to hear that. So let me tell you. So let me tell you what's interesting about Takashi Six Nine. I'm on Twitter as we speak. I'm looking at his Twitter account, and his Twitter handle says. Account temporarily ran by management. That lets you know that this dude is really in trouble. Yeah. I mean, they got now they got his Twitter. His social media is his bread and butter. We know that. He be on IG Live and Snap wilding. You know, talking about, you know, asking people to, you know, suck his PP, which I listen. If you tell me to suck your pee pee, chances are you might get your <laughs> crap. That's where I'm from. Now I don't know how everybody else takes that. He's for doing that. We all know about what he did in Chicago, um, claiming oh, that he, to when he chief- was out at 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah. standing on the corner while everybody yeah. was asleep. 
Yeah, fool. Like, first of all, was you really in Chief Keep's neighborhood? I doubt it. Because Chicago is, for all accounts, a jungle. And there's no way that you're going to diss somebody from their neighborhood and then go to it and then say, well, I'm out here by myself. No, you're not. No, you're not, dude. Relax. Relax. But anyway, yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. You make your bed, you lie in it. Yeah. That's, and that's what's bringing a lot of these young cats now. They just want to shine and they just want to clown, not face the consequences. Now all of a sudden his lawyer came out and said, well, you know, he's not really a gangster. He just wanted to trade the image of a gangster to, you know, um, sell records. Right. Okay, well then, how how's that going to work? If he does, by the grace of God, beat it and he get out, now what are you going to rap about when your lawyer basically told everybody you've been perpetrating? Uh, he's he's Vanilla Ice right now. <laughs> <laughs> he is the equivalent of Vanilla, vanilla Ice right now. Yeah. He has nothing to come back. Well, well, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. Because you know what's going on when he gets out, right? <laughs> if he beats this, and there's a big if because... Oh, it's yeah. a huge if. They talking about he facing a mandatory minimum of yeah. 32 years. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and when the feds come get you, I think they said it's like 93% conviction rate. So you're automatic, like, it's almost like if the feds come get you, you're done. The, the Rico, Rico, yeah. Rico charges ain't no joke. So <laughs> we do live sometimes in a brain dead society. That if he was to beat this with all the charges against him, they, oh my God, they will worship this kid like he's Jesus reincarnated. That or they going to think he's snitching. Yeah, that too, because it could be that other side. It could be the other side. So I feel sorry for him. Now, his album just came out. Again, I'm not listening to that. But it's projected to sell 70, I guess he sold 70,000 copies in two and a half days, according to DJ Academics. His boy. So, uh, again, I don't feel hey, What happens when you're young and rich and you got money? Whatever. I don't even care. It's a gift that, um, you know, that's very horrible. Was it child molestation or something? Or sex with a minor or something? Some yeah, rape, uh, that rape charge? I'm not sure. But he already got strikes against him. I, I don't care about it. I'm sorry. I just, don't give a crap. I, just I mean, it's, it was worthy. It was newsworthy. Anyway. Anyway. On to some better news. Lion King trailer. I can't wait. How do you feel about the trailer? I thought it was great. I'm depressed about seeing Mufasa dying like Ultra HD now. Like I don't know how to handle that part. HD. <laughs> like other than that, it looked it looked real good. Mm-hmm. It looked great. I know the internet got me cracking up about uh, Beyonce as Nala. Talking about Nala ain't from Texas, so they hope Beyonce got her accent together. Uh, they they was killing Beyonce about <laughs> now. Okay, so love the trailer. Trailer fantastic. The big, the biggest thing about this is that James Earl Jones is still Mufasa. You couldn't even make this movie if he was not going to be Mufasa. 
No, they was gonna have to just use his old audio. That was the, that was their only option. If he didn't do it, they was just gonna have to use what they exactly. Already had. So I'm happy about that. So here's the thing: Lion King came on 1994. When Lion King dropped at that time, it was the highest grossing cartoon of all time. You know, movie. And so I'm I'm. People are funny. So they so they, they did a side I seen the side by side trailer. Oh, for the Android and iPhone. Yeah, that's what I was about to talk about. I was in tears. <laughs> it was so accurate. It's so accurate though. It's so accurate. So I have an Android. I hate my Android. What a pass. I can't even get my iPhone back. Oh my Android is good. It, Android has the absolute worst emojis ever. If they do, I hate. Oh, Android people annoy me because they really like feel like their phones are up to par, and it's just no competition. I don't care what kind of technology they produce that iPhone does not have; it still ain't working. Exactly, it is. It is ridiculous. Like, for instance, I can't even. I can't even send a shaking my head emoji. I can't send the <laughs> angry face emoji. I can't even change the skin color to my emoji. So I don't want to hear. Oh, I don't wow. even want to hear about how Androids are better than iPhone emoji. Bye. Me- megapixels, all that. Like I take a picture, it's extra blurry. It looked like I took a picture back from like 1988. What a razor. It looked like you're taking a picture right, of a razor. Right. It is horrible. <laughs> horrible. And I'm like, anyway, anyway. So yeah, I, I know if you team Android, you probably hate us right now. But anyway, oh, they so mad. They, 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 they mad right now. My husband love Android. You can't tell him nothing. That's the best thing since sliced bread. He ain't never getting rid of. His oh, he's bugging. No. Yeah, I tell him all the time, but oh no, get yeah, I, no, get this trash. Oh, it is <laughs> horrendous, even. But anyway, I can't wait for the Lion King joint to drop now. It is going to be interesting to see how Beyonce does Nala. Um, I hope she do good because we all know she can't act. So since we can't see her and all she got to do is read, I'm hoping that it, it comes off well because, you know, acting ain't for her. She She's a great singer. She's a dancer. She's an entertainer. She's beautiful. She make good money, but <laughs> acting. She's, nope. she's also overrated, but you didn't hear that from me. But anyway, like I was saying, um, <clears throat> um, I think this is great because it says a lot about society nowadays that your two leading roles in this uh, animation is going to be Beyonce and Childish Gambino. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Oh, he's yeah. Simba? Childish Gambino. The adult yeah, Adult Simba. Simba. Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be very interesting. Somebody gonna say some. Um, I saw this on Twitter. I die laughing. Somebody gonna say some. Um, uh, Beyonce and Childish Gambino gonna do the Red Bone remix. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are so stupid. I was. I hate the internet so much. I hate it. So much. <laughs> like, Goodness, where do these who? Where do you think this stuff up at? And they be so quick with everything. It's like. <sighs> I'm seriously, people need to be getting checks for the stuff that they be doing on the internet. I hope they right, okay. right. Like when they when they was talking about the Lion King movie, talking about some uh you looking at your kid like this movie ain't for you. <laughs> it, ain't. it really ain't. I'm sorry. 
Let me tell you, I might, me and my husband might just go, just us on the first run through so I can make sure I can enjoy it before I be bringing children who don't really understand the gravity of what we about oh, to Oh, man, I know, right? Because they have no idea. Like, so, no. So I was 11. I might have been 10 or 11. I don't know if it came up before or after my birthday, but I, I remember going to the movie. I remember it was the, it was the Clyde Cinemas. This, this lets you know how long ago this is. Them cinemas ain't even open no more. So me and my dad and and a, uh, a lady friend of his and uh, some friends of mine, we all went to go see Lion King. It was like a whole bunch of this is the Clyde Cinemas. If you're listening to this podcast, if you only understood how small that movie theater was, it was so many people compacted in this little. Arena that could probably oh arena, listen to me. Uh, yeah, I wish it was an arena cinema <laughs> that could probably sit twenty five to thirty at the most. It's crowded. I'm talking about you got people that's literally standing in the aisles watching The Lion King, and I'm not talking about just kids. I'm talking about adults too. It was so many dog people. People was crying. Oh God, when Mufasa died, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Lord, I'm telling you, I'm gonna need some kind of anxiety medicine or something because who that's gonna be? Oh, that's gonna be rough because you know it's coming. You, know. yeah, that's the worst part. At least when we was watching it for the first time, we didn't know, but now you already know and you know when it's coming. All I know is they better have be prepared, right? Yeah. I don't care what they mess up, but it better be in there and it better be right because that is the best song. From the hey, listen, I will argue be prepared as top five. Like, if we're doing like, no, it is definitely number it, one. It, okay, Akuna Matata, no, nah, Circle of Life, no, no. it is be prepared. Be prepared as fire. <laughs> be, be, I, I, so, I'm okay, so we might have to take a poll on this. Um, is, is be prepared a top five all time Disney, um, Disney song off of, off of a movie? Of course, absolutely, absolutely, and I'm because I'm trying to think of what the other ones might be because I love Under the Sea. I'm an Under the Sea dude. Uh, the the one from Aladdin was uh, uh crap. You talking about the one when it was on the carpet? Yeah. Oh, what was the name of that one? Um, I don't know. Gonna correct this. Um, that one. Uh, oh god. Oh, whole new world. Whole new world. Yes, that's for sure. Got to be up fire. There. fire. Come on. Um, I can't think of the other ones, but yeah, yeah, be prepared is up there. Be prepared is a I can be prepared on my whip right now if you're like, dang, this is kind of hard. <laughs> I will buy it. I promise. If I could stream it, it would be on. I'll try to tell you. Hey, that's a hey, listen. Be prepared is fire. But anyway, Lion King is coming. I can't wait. It is going to be amazing. I can't wait. So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Disney for that. And um, another. I know because next year they have Lion King and they have Aladdin coming out next year. So, man, Disney. I'm so nervous about that. Oh, really? Just because of they casting. I'm not really worried about the movie being good. I'm just worried about how it's going to be received. You know, it was a big, like, controversy on the actors that they were casting because of the um, problems, I guess, with the ethnicity or whatever. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Huh. 
And then I don't know about Will Smith being the genie. Like, I think he's a good actor, but them are some big shoes to fill. I think he'll do fine. The problem is Robin Williams was so... You know what it is? Robin Williams, when he has certain roles and you try to react... It's like they was made for him. Right, yeah. right. Like, I couldn't see nobody else doing this without fire. Just like, I, I mean, Jumanji is a great movie. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see it, but Jumanji was great. And I, I was really skeptical about Jumanji at first. But it turned out to be Oh, the new one was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. But I was nervous because I didn't know how they were gonna go like around the whole um the whole thing with Robin Williams not being here. And then of course Genie, which I can even argue that might be one of the greatest Disney roles ever. Like I mean, so Will Smith, like you said, he has big shoes. Yeah, he did. We'll see. We'll see how but I'm excited for 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 Lion King. More, and I, I, Aladdin is my favorite. Of all time, but I think I'm more excited for Lion King just because the casting is so I, I can't be good. All right, now we haven't talked about Red Table Talking in quite some time. Um, as of late, but it was an episode in particular. No, it's not the lyric, also. Um, probably one of their better episodes they had, but it was an episode on Red Table Talk that involved Jada, uh, Jada Pinkett-Smith's mom, uh, Adrian Benfield Norris. So, they had an episode talking about domestic violence. It was a well-received episode, but not, of course, without any controversy. The controversy being Willow being there while talking about domestic violence in her family. Now, I watched the episode in its entirety. It was very hard to watch. Very, very hard to watch because I take domestic violence seriously. Um, and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of open the floodgates about domestic violence. That doesn't involve me, but involves people that's very close to me. So, but I have to pose a question. Well, Willow being there now, my, now mind you, I, now, I don't know if Willow was 18 when this was filmed. Now, we know. I was about to ask how old was she. Yeah, see, that was, was going to be my question. So, I don't know if this was filmed before or after her birthday. Because remember, her birthday just passed not too long ago. So, I don't know if it was filmed before or after her birthday. And we know the legal age of adulthood is considered 18. Now, do you feel Willow should have been there for that conversation? Or do you feel like his limitations on things that should be talked about with children at a certain age? I mean, I think it's absolutely a limitation on the things you should discuss in front of your kids. But I feel like it's certain things, um, maybe the age difference now and from when we were growing up are kind of not the same. Mm -hmm. Because of like a lot of the stuff that they're introduced to that we have no control over. I think that if it was worded, you know, in a certain like sensitive manner, depending on how old she was, I don't really see a problem. I think 16 could be, you know, uh, an appropriate age because 
these kids going through a whole lot of stuff that we weren't going through. And you would be surprised. Like, it's kids that talk about like they are in abusive relationships, even that young. So if it was approached in a sensitive manner, I really don't see a problem with her being there. I think that, you know, certain... um like specifics maybe can be withheld depending on the age of the child, but I don't really see a problem. Okay, got it. Um, I don't have a problem with it. If see, I don't have a problem with it because I felt like she might have already knew already. Because it seems to me like they really talk about everything in their family, so I'm pretty sure she already knew. Like, and that's the thing about kids too. Kids always. A general idea at a certain point things that's going on in the house anyway so she may have already kind of known you know that's why i really don't didn't have a problem with it but it is limitations and i think that you have to be careful especially with kids nowadays that looks at a person a certain way and then when you hear other people talk about it it's like Dang, but that's why you also have to have open communication now what I was going to say about my own situation is uh, I've seen it happen, you know, in, in circles that I've been around in my own life with domestic violence. I've never been, like, me physically abusive to, to my wife or whatever, but I've seen it happen in, in, you know, again, circles around me. So, again, I take that very seriously. And I think that Jen and her mom being so open about it, them being you know, they are and where they are in our eyes and you know in society. I mean, I mean, this be honest, man. Yeah, it's the people that don't really care for the Smiths. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, again, nobody's perfect, but the mass majority of the people that I see and listen to love the Smiths. I mean, talk. I mean, she has 44 million followers on Facebook. Like, it's ridiculous how many people actually watch the show. And that lets you know that they really have a footing in, mm-hmm. in how people look at them. So I think. I mean, Will Smith is a national treasure. Oh, we come on, man. We love Will Smith. <laughs> man, he's the man. has always been, you know. You know Black America's little darling anyway. I mean, we've always loved Jada. I mean, I mean, in the 90s, I think every guy, at least in my circle, had a crush on Jada. I did. You know what I'm saying? So we we love him. And so I'm I'm glad that it was talked about. It was but again, it was really hard to watch because they were really, you know, going into detail about some stuff that happened. And I was just like, yo. <laughs> but yeah, I think certain age, like I like the 16 age. Um, especially with, with, with girls, like, yeah. girls are always curious anyway. <laughs> they're all, you know, they mature faster than boys anyway. So their curiosity is a lot heightened with stuff. You know, boys just ignore it, you know, sometimes just ignore everything. I'm like, man, I don't care about that. Girls, on the other hand, are very, very curious. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, again, I'm glad that they talked about it, but boy, that was a tough episode. I, I, I don't know how anybody after watching that had a a, a dry eye after that because I mean you just really felt for mm-hmm. um for Jada's mom and then they had a guest 
on there that talked about her experiences. It was just like, oh my God, I don't know how I'm gonna get through this episode. But in any event, very, very powerful episode. And if you, if anyone hasn't had a chance to watch Red Table Talk, man, take some time out of your day to just watch at least one or two episodes, except the August Alcina episode. That's the only one I say I don't really care for. But although. <laughs> He's so strange. He, uh, weirdo. But anyway, and I don't want to make it seem like it's not okay. It's not okay to be weird. It is. There's weird, and then there's August Alcina weird. <laughs> like that's that's another upper echelon weirdo ism, if that's even a word. <laughs> so, it's not, but it's gonna be one today. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's make that trend. All right. Also, Lord have mercy. I even hate to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up anyway just because people are just people are crazy. Dwight Howard. How many L's can one man take? 2015. Dwight Howard. I'm going to talk about Dwight Howard the athlete and then Dwight Howard (laughs) the guy that's off the court. Dwight Howard the athlete. Is a I'm, terrible teammate. Uh, yeah, let's start. Thank you. That's where I was going to start. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. He was in Orlando. We love, we love Superman Dwight Howard. He was great in Orlando. He was a franchise player. You know, I feel like Stan Van Gundy ruined him, but that's Stan Van Gundy. Anybody knows me, knows I'm not a Stan Van Gundy fan. So then he goes to L.A. And then Kobe <laughs> he said he's soft. Kobe said he's soft. He said he was soft, which was because he was. And he hurried up and got out of L.A. Then he went to, I think, Houston. Houston. Spent a few seasons in Houston. He did pretty decent, but he was nowhere near the player that he was. Then he went from Houston to, I believe, Brooklyn. Then he left Brooklyn to come to Charlotte. Listen, he going to be in the play for everybody by the time it's all said and done. I'm trying to tell you. You know what? Actually, I missed the team because he did play for Atlanta. I forgot he played for his hometown. Mm-hmm. Man, he played for Atlanta. And then it just this offseason, he wound up in uh, Washington. Washington. Which, if you've watched the Washington Wizards, they are a terrible basketball team right now. I love John Wobble. Boy, they're a bad team. They have contracts that are outrageously high, and they get what they deserve. But anyway, so that's how that I always felt like Dwight Howard was 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 a great defensive player with no kind of real offensive skill. He just dunk on you all day. Yeah, he could rebound the basketball, he could block shots all day. But offensively, no way. Don't don't give me Dwight Howard as a as a force in the But of course, that's not what's being talked about. Talked about with Dwight Howard is allegedly. Now I have to preface my comment by saying allegedly, he got into some controversy concerning um, a transgender. Nope. Woman. What was it? It was just a regular cisgender uh, gay man. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Yep. Also, oh, it was a cisgender. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and that's problematic in itself because let's say, for argument's sake, that Dwight Howard is gay, like that ain't your place as 
also a gay man to out somebody. Like you, you being, you know, supposedly in fear for your life don't have nothing to do with you being on the uh, internet trying to destroy this man for his sexual preference. Yeah. Okay, so that's why I wanted to go with that too. I had a problem with that because, listen, I love everybody. I have no, no, you know, no. When it comes to that, when it comes to cisgender, transgenders, anybody that's you know homosexual, I, I'm not one of those judgmental people like like that. So, your preference is, you know, what I'm saying, do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to when it came to that, I'm just like, okay. So, and your purpose for outing Dwight Howard is what? That that's all it was. He trying to embarrass that man because he's saying that he was doing it because he had a fear for his life. But that's what you file the restraining orders. That's what you go to the courts where you don't go to the court of public opinion via social media. Yeah. And then like the stuff that he was saying and the way he was saying it, it wasn't, oh, I'm afraid. It was I'm gonna use all the words that I know to trigger this to go viral so that I can make a mockery of of you. Yeah. Because it's already, you know, bad enough for people that, you know, struggle with, you know, with coming out or with, it's already hard enough. So when you do that, those people who are already struggling with it, you just made it a little bit worse for that, for that person that, that hasn't told their family yet or whatever, what have you. I was like, wait a minute. That's that. That and you giving the people who oppose your lifestyle more fuel to the fire, much like how Diamond and Silk and all the other coons who get on TV and say all the stupid stuff to give the racist, like, oh, well, see, they said it, so it must be true. Like, you don't do that. You don't do that. I I 1,000% agree. And in the instance, I really felt bad for Dwight Howard. I was just like, dang, that. so that's the way to have this controversy come to pass for you, my brother? I was just like, man, that's that's cold. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a cold world out here. But see, mm-hmm. it goes back to my original point about Takashi because people love drama. They love controversy. So they'll do stuff yeah. to get attention. That 15 minutes of fame that they can get, oh, they'll, they'll do anything to get that. Because as long as I get them likes... Yeah, I'm, that's all it's about. And it's, it's weird. Like, So that was their purpose? So... Man, I, I don't know, man. That Dwight Howard thing's crazy. I was just like, man, that's that's out there like that. But you know, hopefully Dwight Howard surgery. As soon as they so ESPN.com put out that Dwight Howard is having surgery, man, they had a field day. Out <laughs> cold, man. Out cold. And then the, the I, I can't lie. I'm sorry. This was funny though. Did you see the Magic Johnson son meme? EJ. Uh. Uh-uh. Did, did you see the meme? No. What <laughs> so was they, it? So they put a meme out of of EJ on the phone with his dad talking about some uh dad. Could you sign Dwight Howard to the Lakers? I can't lie. I thought that was freaking hilarious. I ain't even gonna lie. That was funny. The funniest one I seen, and Lord forgive me for laughing, and please, uh, LGBTQ and however many letters is left community, don't don't come for me. But you know how they have the one with the four pictures, and you gotta like come up with the saying. It was an apple. It was an apple. It was Dwight Howard, 
it was a pair of blue jeans and it was some boots, some furry boots. Now you put that together. It's a song. Oh man, apple bottom jeans, boots. Oh my god! When I tell you, ah. I fell out. I was like, this is not funny, but this is hilarious because you know the uh, the man has said that the White House was a six eleven bottom. Oh. Yeah. My God, when I tell you, I chuckled for five minutes straight. I was like, see, people so ignorant. This is not funny, but it was hilarious. Whoever That's made that going to hell. Whoever made it going to hell, but I, I had to laugh at that one. That was funny. Those two, those, yeah. I didn't see that one, but that's uh, I, well, as soon as you said it, I said, Wow, <laughs> it was so quick. I, this happened like right after it hit social media, like so they had literally just made it. I just I couldn't take it, I almost fell out. They have no shame. <laughs> <laughs> the internet is the internet is a messed up place, it, it really, really is. Yeah, that's yeah, that's cool. Man, that's cold. Dang. Uh, Sorry, Howard. And, and please don't come from us. Please don't, because I ain't make it. I didn't make it either. We're just, we're just we, we, we support our LBGTQ. Yeah, we, do what you want to do. Ain't none of my business. Ain't none of my business neither. Do what you do. do, what you do. All right. Now to get into some fun. This this uh, this might make you happy. Push T. Shout out to Push T. I'm a Push T fan. Fans since the year 2000. Better push T fans since you went solo. This may make you happy. So, I'm going to talk about something. I'm going to call some people out for some, for some, for some hypocrisy. This is going to be fun. So, Push T. We all know Push T came out with an album this year named Out of the, uh, out of the rollout that good music had in the summer, this by far, and it ain't even close, was the best rollout that they had. Daytona's actually a dope album. I have it in my top five album of the year. Um, great album. Push T's great artist. Love him. Always love Push T. So, Push T goes to Toronto. <laughs> we all know who's from to Toronto. They weren't feeling it. Boy Drake. Oh, they weren't feeling it all right. They not only weren't feeling it, they begin to A, throw stuff on the stage. Now, now the reason why this happened is because Push T was in Toronto, um, and he, first of all, and, and and this is what I'm gonna call people out too because if you're a Drake fan at a Pusha T concert, I ain't got nothing. To, you you ain't got nothing to say. That's like uh, if that cancels you, each other out. You can't be like a a diehard. I'm a ride for you and throw stuff fan. Why are you giving this man money if that's the case? Yeah, fool, because you pay for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. He's performing Infrared. Infrared is, uh, uh, is a song on Daytona where he, may, you know, throws jazz at Drake and Young Money. Now, mind you, Infrared, it, it was light. Like, the jabs that he was throwing was light jabs. It wasn't like an overall, it wasn't like an ether in or anything like that. It wasn't like a whole song dedicated to Drake. He a couple bars. He gave Drake some bars. He's performing Infrared, and, and this is where the foolishness happened. They begin throwing stuff on the stage. Somebody tried to rush the stage, and <laughs> that didn't go so well. So, idiot. idiot, thank you, idiot. So, here's my fun. Here's why I like to have fun. Of course, I'm online, and people are like, why would Pusha T perform that in Toronto? 
That is Drake fans. Because A, he has an album to promote. Yeah. A, and B, how many times have you seen artists that was beefing with another artist and go to that artist all time to perform? Those same Drake fans. Here's why I get to the hypocrisy he performed back to back in, in Philly. Philly. Yeah. In a stadium. I don't want to hear nothing. I want y'all to have that same energy for Drake, man. He performed back to back in Philly. And what did Drake do? Pune. He got the hell up out of there after he performed back to back. Because he, he know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Say, I'll go all the way back. To the early to mid nineties, when when Common and Cube was beefing, and Common went all the way to L.A. to the House of Blues, and he performed his diss track to Being You in L.A. <laughs> so I don't want to hear. Oh well, they shouldn't go and they shouldn't be performing their diss tracks in their city. You know how many rappers have done that. Big, big Biggie recorded going back to Cali in Cali. So I don't want to hear that. Listen, fair game. This is hip hop. It's fair game. I get, I I get. Listen, I am a Drake fan. I like Drake. I really do. Drake's actually one of my favorite artists. But I get so sick of Drake fans being so entitled. That's fans in general, though. Like especially these new kids, because they just. You know, I ain't gonna call them what I want to call them, but <laughs> that's what they are. Like, first of all, they don't know the history of nothing, so everything that they that's going on, they like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Like, it's rap beef. All bets is off. All despair. Like, this is what it is. This is the culture. Yeah. Like, this is what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you're beefing with somebody, you're supposed to play your record in their hometown. Like the high go. <laughs> like, I'm gonna disrespect you as at much. your house. Yes, that's what you're doing. Exactly, and you're gonna like it. What, what Sorry. you do about it? You gonna you gonna say something about it? Like, no, you're not. So yeah, that's 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 what's going on. You're right. So I loved it. It was great. It, My like thing, I said, no, and Pusha got too upset. Like, okay, you gonna go to Toronto with this mess. So you need to be prepared for the smoke you causing. Everybody in that situation was wrong. The fans was wrong. Well, fans with uh, air quotes. They was wrong for getting mad that Pusher was there. And Pusher was mad for people feeling some type of way. Like, it just is what it is. It comes with the territory. You gonna go to Toronto, talking about that man in front of his people, then you be prepared for the smoke they give you. And if you gonna go to a Pusher T concert, then you be prepared for the smoke that he brings. Everybody exactly. should have knew what they was getting into. Exactly. So I, I have no sympathy for uh and that's what I'm saying. Like if you say you a Drake fan, you're not really a hardcore fan, you're just a fan. You're just a casual fan. You, you I mean you the one that listened to Hotline Bling and play it in your car, but you I ain't, like Hotline Bling. I love Hotline Bling. <laughs> I know. People are gonna be like, You really like <laughs> yeah. here, okay? Hotline bling. Especially in the car. Oh my goodness! So fire, dose. <laughs> How can you not like Hotline Bling? That's why I laughed when when, when he was beefing with Meek and Meek. Oh, I, I can't remember the uh, the diss track that he had, but he was like Hotline Bling. Don't get no spins in this new rave. 
I'm like, you a lie. Yeah, everybody playing. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, so, speaking of rap beef, this is a good time to talk about Tori and Jordan Lucas. This is great. <sighs> so, I don't like your deep sigh on that. Speaking of irrelevant rap beef that nobody cares about, that's how you should have said that. <laughs> Ooh, you so disrespectful. Okay, so Tory Lanez. By the way, I am a I am a big Tory Lanez fan. A- another person who had beef with Drake, but that's neither here nor there. They they they've been squashed. There. But anyway, so Tory Lanez challenged Jordan Lucas to a rap battle. Now listen. I, I'm okay if I have like a, a top favorite rappers at this current time list. Jordan Lucas probably is like one, like in my top three. Jordan Lucas is amazing. If people are probably like, who the hell is Jordan Lucas? <laughs> uh, Jordan Lucas, he he's actually a rapper from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, and he takes all like he takes like current songs and he makes his own version of it. Like he killed the panda joint, uh, by designer he. He went over Kendrick's DNA that he murdered, but he was most notable for um, what was it? Was it Twenty One Savage? I think it was um, the one, two, oh, bank account. Yeah, Twenty One Savage's bank account, which he destroyed. Um, so it is other joints that he did too. Uh, that joined the Lucas did. Oh, Mask Off, that was another one. Uh, yeah, so that, that one where he wasn't in it with the uh, the black guy and the white guy. Yeah, I'm not racist. Yeah, I'm not racist. Yeah. So yeah. Not racist. That's what Jordan Lucas is mostly. And known. then that track with M. Yep, and the track with M. Lucky you, lucky you. Which, which started this whole thing anyway. So Tory Lanez did his own version of Lucky You, which I liked. It wasn't really a jab at Jordan. Like he threw a few little lines, but it wasn't really nothing. So then Joyner comes back and does his Liddy freestyle, which was amazing. So that was round one, and I said, "Oh, Joyner just destroyed Tory." Like it was over. Now, mind you, Tory Lanez is really known for for doing R and B. Like he's not really a rapper like that. He can rap, but he's not really known for that. So then Tory comes back and does his now. Now the song that uh, the the instrumental that Joyner did is a actual is actually a Tory Lanez Meek Mill song uh, called Liddy. <laughs> Ironically, so then Tory comes back and does his Liddy again freestyle. Murders Joyner Lucas in the process, and then Joyner Lucas comes back and he does the Zeke a song. I think that I think that's Quavo's song, if I'm not mistaken. And and it was good. It was good. Now I I think honestly, if we look at the, the whole totality of it, I think it was a tie. I think Tory run one round one, and then no Joyner run round round one, and Tory won round two. <laughs> <Don't just laughs> Freaking idiot gets on line and goes, Well, I won the battle. No, you didn't, Tori. It was a draw. Relax, homie. Then he comes out and he says, Well, I want well, I want smoke with Pusha T. I'm like, did you see what Pusha T did to Drake earlier this year? No, you don't. <laughs> you better stay far, far away from Pusha T. That's that's just my opinion. I, I don't know how you feel about it. how do you feel about this since you claiming it was irrelevant. <laughs> I don't care. Cause I'm gonna tell you the truth. I ain't heard not damn one of the songs. Oh, Sean, I got to put you up. Let me tell y'all, okay, I have four children. (laughs) Four, all right? 15, 12, four, and soon to be 11 months. And a husband 
who technically can be my fifth child. I ain't got time. Okay. I'm I'm barely keeping up with the stuff that people releasing, like just normal stuff, like just trying to keep up with the albums that's dropping. I ain't got time to be involving myself in the beef for two people that I don't even care about like that. Like I ain't finna buy no Jordan Lucas, nothing. I liked him on the Eminem record, but I I I ain't got the time. And Tory Lanez, I find him to be like a so like I halfway mess with him. I, I I don't care. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I that's, love it. I that's love what it. I got for it. I don't care. I love it. I love it. I'm sending you all four tracks. <laughs> so you can listen to it. I mean, I listen to them now, but I'm just trying to tell you. I, I prior to at this moment, I don't, whatever. I love it. I love it. Oh, you're gonna care about this next thing that we're gonna talk about. This is okay. So right now, our podcast, you know, we're going to, you know, get to a point where we start introducing, you know, certain uh, segments into the podcast. We have to play sad, violin music to certain moments. Um, this is a very sad moment for both of us. Um, I even had to, I even had to hate to bring this, but it has to be said. Jim Harbaugh got to get the hell out of Michigan. When I tell you my feelings, <laughs> okay. Let me first of all, and to Glente, if he if he happens to listen, he almost oh. let me tell you, he he almost called me because he he came right on the cusp. Like we hadn't even really all the way lost yet. The game went over, and he was. I was just. I was him a feelings. I had to tell him not right now, but I'm so. Listen, there is no way in hell. Not only that, we should have lost that game. But that we should have even been in the position to look that bad. Like, I don't know who those teams, it's like we almost reversed. Like, they was us and we was them. I don't know. Number one defense, where? Like, hello, somebody. I, I mean, just, they might as well have just sat down and just was like, hey, y'all do what you do. Like, wasn't nobody going after no balls. Like, we just throwing picks. Like, where was the coaching at? Like, no game changes. It's just we was losing, and they just was like, forget it. We just going to keep on. Like, like they knew the plays beforehand. I said we need to check Jim Harbaugh's bank account, see if he had any recent deposits, because somebody got paid, because there is no reason for us to have been getting so much better during the whole 10 games, and then for us to play them, and we just look like, who did it in what for? Yeah. Yeah. We look pathetic. We paying him all this money. All we want to do is beat Ohio State. Like, I don't care if we lost to anybody else. I wanted to beat Michigan State, and I wanted to beat Ohio State. If this right. the only two wins we got, I would have been okay with that. But right. they are a subpar team right now. They're not even the Ohio State that they are known to be, and we got manhandled 62 62 points. 62. Yeah. Yeah. Now, listen. I'm just going to say this, and I want people to understand the significance of why we're talking about this. First of all, <clears throat> yes, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Sean, you are in Michigan still. 
for right. now. Yeah, for now. <laughs> Great grandpa to be exact, correct? Yes. Oh, okay. So let me just paint this picture for those who are listening to this podcast and can't comprehend why this means so much to us. That's like you're from Texas, right? Right? And you're a Longhorn fan. And you're playing Oklahoma. Let's say Texas is the number four team in the nation. Let's just say, for lack of a better term, Oklahoma, who is your storied rival, blows your team out. How would you feel? Same thing with Alabama and Auburn. Same thing with Georgia and Georgia Tech. I could go on and on and on with storied rivalries. Clemson. I'm so I'm in North Carolina. So I don't I don't follow none of the North Carolina teams. Clemson is a South Carolina team. Their biggest rival is the University of South Carolina. They hate each other. Same thing with Duke and North Carolina. They hate each other. So understand how we feel as Michigan fans <sighs> to not only lose, okay, because we haven't beat Ohio State none since Harbaugh's been there. We ain't beat Harbaugh. We haven't won in we haven't won in Columbus since the year two thousand. Keep that also in mind. So it ain't that. Yes, yes, okay, yes, we lost to the Buckeyes. Okay. This is by far, as far as I can remember, the worst loss I have ever seen. Yeah. As a Michigan football fan. Yeah. And it just so happens to be the school. Hey, understand something. Do you do you know how hard it is? Okay, Sean, and you can attest to this. Let's say you're walking down the street with your family. Don't you cringe when you see somebody wearing Ohio State gear? Let me tell you, if somebody from Ohio State was on fire, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Burn that they're not gonna die. I'm just gonna keep walking. <laughs> you know what that's how we feel before y'all say y'all that's a little alcohol I guarantee you Ohio State fans feel, oh, the, same feel the same way and they probably would they wouldn't even say the bar and the no dying part like at least I'm like I don't want you to die like if I knew you was gonna die I'd save you but if I knew you was gonna live you know what I'm saying I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing what I'm wasting my time for yeah yeah horrible loss Oh, it was 62 to 39. No, let me tell you how bad it was. Okay, first of all, we already losing. Then right before the half, it was like a glimmer of hope. I was like, okay, we done got it to 19 to 24. We gonna yep. be good. But yep. after that half, baby, oh my God. It's like somebody turned up the whatever you call it, the stuff in the games that y'all be playing to make your player better. It's like they turned their stuff all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> just turned ours off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before you know it, like third quarter happened. When it got to forty-one seventeen, I turned the game off. Let me tell you. So I left my house. We went to Sharkies because my uh, family was there. So I'm like, okay, well maybe if I leave my house and I go be with my people, we might change with my man. We might do something. I got to that bar. I think I seen them score them two touchdowns in the third quarter. I hadn't been there about 10 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my whooping at home. I turned right around and drove. That's right. Right back home. I, I just couldn't do it. It just, ugh. And then Harbaugh talking about, 
was my fault. Like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tell right. me something I don't know. Like, man, we, we hired you so we could beat them. What are you doing? Let me tell you how I felt about the game. This is and this is why Urban Meyer, as much as I hate freaking Urban Meyer, yeah. coach Jim Harbaugh so much in this game. So the kid, um, uh, what is his name? There he is, Brandon freaking Watson. Got burned on every play. <laughs> Somebody put up a meme that was like. Uh, Brandy Watson with the uh the equal sign. I mean, not the equal sign. The more sign, and then Randy Watson. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have seen that, I would have died. I would have died. <laughs> That's cold. What? That's funny. That's funny. Ladies and gentlemen, That's funny. That is hilarious. Brandon Watson was getting murdered. Like it was, it was like it was almost comically bad how bad he was getting murdered. And I'm like, and they kept going that way. Like yeah. I knew it was bad because he had got a pass interference, a call called on him. Ever since that moment, I said, "Oh, they're gonna keep going to Brandon Watson's side. They're gonna keep going to him." I don't know what Shay was doing. Oh, oh, she was scared. He he didn't look like the Shay that we had been seeing. He looked scared. Because once he once he realized that they were down, it was like, you know what? Like he, they gave it was so many drives. Like when they had got the ball and they was like running towards the end zone that you could see the players just they weren't even running after him no more. They just stopped. Like oh he gone. Like what yeah. the frick are y'all doing? Like this is not how. Hey, like I don't care if he is fifteen feet ahead of you. You supposed to do everything you can do until he get hit that end zone. Yeah. Yeah, they scored thirty. They scored seventeen. Ohio State. I don't know what uh tape Michigan was watching because I swear Ohio they they pulled a uh, Belichick on us. They filming us uh, with some deflate gate going on. It, it was something. <laughs> are, you really, are you really gonna do that? Is, is that what we is that what we going? You really gonna do that? Listen here, I'm trying to understand how Ohio State. A team that barely won, like they last three games. Like yeah, it's right. been touch and go. They that's barely right. won, like they last three games. Mm-hmm. We've been out here killing everybody. Yeah. How is it that we can't beat them? Because it, uh, I'll, go, I'll always go back to coaching. Urban Meyer, every single time Jim Harbaugh faces me, I'll coach. And, and that's what he did because he discovered Michigan's weakness. And that means- That's what I'm saying. They had to be watching some tape. Like they, they, they had a for real game plan on how they was gonna pick us apart. But I felt like we went into that like, yeah, we ten and one. We the number one defense. They've been playing terrible. Like they gave that game everything they had, and we showed up like we had already won. Yeah. And then That's- when they started playing, it was like, oh wait, they came to play. Like, what are we gonna do now? Right, exactly, and it, it was like it, it was weird because I think they said that was like one of the first times we faced Ohio State, where Ohio State was the underdog going in. Yes, not yes. even an uh, underdog, but like we were well the favorite. Like everybody had us winning. Like nobody 
when I was watching like the commentary and I was watching like Undisputed, everybody was like, you know, Michigan's what do you mean? This is going this game. Like, duh. Yeah. It was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, pretty much. And then Till it wasn't. <laughs> right, till it wasn't. Exactly. Until it wasn't. So we're we're we're, we're we're you know, we're smile we're smiling now because the game is Oh, I'm I'm done. I mean I've I did my morning already because I'm telling you I was sick Saturday. I think I went to bed early. I just turned my phone on, I won't talk to nobody. If you had anything red on, don't call my phone, just leave mm-hmm. me alone. Let me let me regroup because whoo, Saturday's a bad day. And now like Big Ten championship and these fools is in it and not us. I'm super salty. I'm so, I'm so sick. <laughs> and, 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 and you know Ohio State's gonna beat Northwestern, so Ugh. that makes it even worse. Please. <laughs> <laughs> now here's what's gonna make this even worse. Now, as I look at the as I look at the, the um the uh, the AP poll for football right now, Ohio State is ranked six. Yeah. So. If they beat Northwestern, and let's say – I don't see Clemson losing. They're, they're not going to lose to Pittsburgh. By the way, that's here. That's tomorrow. Oh, God, it's going to be so insane here in Charlotte. But Alabama's going to beat Georgia. I, I'm sick I, of them, I, too. Yeah, I'm sick of them, too. That's another discussion for another day. But they're going to beat Georgia. Um, yeah, Clemson has Pittsburgh. And I can't remember who Notre Dame has, but I think if Notre Dame loses, I think Ohio State has a chance to get into the playoffs. If Ohio State, of all teams, who was ranked in going into that Michigan game, possibly to go into the playoffs, I am going to lose my mind. Lose it. Lose it. I'm done. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Rest in peace, Jim Norwell. He's finished. Get him out of here. I don't want him. They're gonna fire him. They need to, cause he he just been a disappointment since he got there. Like this was this season was the best season we've had with him because we was barely beating Michigan State when he first got there, and yeah. <sighs> I just I'm at a loss. Yeah. Remember, remember the one Michigan State game that we had in the bag until the last play. Oh. Years ago, yeah, yeah, that I haven't got that taste out of my mouth, me, especially from all the Michigan State alumni that we're friends with. That, oh, god, (laughs) so so far, this has been a very, very happy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to do a little ranting, um, just a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Because everybody knows about the situation that's going down at the, at the border. Uh, of course, the border meaning the U.S. and Mexican border. I'm not going to go into full detail about what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on. And I, I you know what? I, I'm, I hate people. I really do. So let me get this straight, right? So if I, I'm seeing these pictures of these people, um, you know, mothers holding their children and they're running away from tear gas, right? Uh-huh. And here's what I hate, because people always try to say, you know, when Trump does something, the first thing that they go with is, 
well, Obama bombed uh, people in the Middle East as as if I was like, yeah, Obama bomb people, yay, like that. No, I get so sick of everything being politicized. Like we just we're in a society now where empathy is almost obsolete. Yeah, and it pisses me off because everything is not a political issue. I have said this on numerous occasions to numerous people. Am I a Democrat? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. But I don't agree with everything that the Democratic Party does. Not Case by point, far. And not by far. Case in point, Hillary Clinton was a nominee. Did, did, you, did you see me at the polls like, yeah, I'm with Hillary? No. Let me tell you, that was the first time I ever begrudgingly gave a vote. And I only <laughs> gave her my vote because it was like, either give it to her or give it to him. And that was clearly never going to happen. Hey. I didn't want to throw it away and be voting for Harambe or Hennessy. So, I mean, it was what it was. But Lord knows I wasn't too enthused about her being my president either. Right. So here, here's, where, here's where my ranting comes in. Because everybody has this thing where it comes to immigration and how, oh, we can't just let illegals in. I'm going to focus on that for a minute because do you know how many people in this country are here legally? And do you know how many morons still look at those people like they're not legal? Case in point. I'll give a perfect example. Hey, guess what, y'all? Those who listen to this podcast, take a wild guess about Melania Trump. I don't know if y'all know that Melania Trump is not American. I'm starting to think that people don't know that. You got to be a moron. She don't even speak no English. Like, you can't understand a word that lady be saying. And that, what, that's what pisses me off and kills me at the same time. Is they quick to be like, oh, speak English. We don't know. We can't understand you. And then she gets on TV and you like, huh? You almost got turned on damn closed caption just to see what she talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And Melania Trump is not from America. I don't think his first wife, uh, uh, Ivanka or Ivana or whatever her name is, she ain't American either, She's is she? American either. No. No. That's my point. That is my point of this whole rant that I'm a, you know, this whole little short rant that I want to call. If we're talking about immigration and illegal people coming in here undocumented, that's one thing, okay? But y'all at like, and I'm saying, y'all, to those who listen to this podcast who are big Trump supporters, I want y'all to realize something, okay? Crimes in America. Who commits the most crimes in America? White males. Thank you. So don't tell me that you want to put up this big wall to keep all these undocumented Mexican immigrants or immigrants, period, out of America. Where in your own country, you have white men that commit more crimes than anybody else in this country. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it at all. Until you address that problem, don't give me a problem that, oh, well, those guys, when they come over here illegally, they're committing criminal activity. It was a dude just a couple weeks ago that we talked about that was about to run up into a black church. Because the church wasn't open, he decided to open fire and kill a couple people. What about him? 
Oh, it's all it's uh, that was mental illness, okay? Because see, what happened was like when he was five years old, he got bullied at school, right? And that messed with his self esteem, and it led down. He it, it took him on a path of self destruction, and then yeah, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know we have to make sure that we paint this perfect narrative of you know the the, the white male and make sure that he's protected at all costs. But little Hector down there in Mexico who actually is trying to make a better living for his family because I don't think people realize how jacked up some of Mexico really is. Like drug cartel and some of their government is very corrupt. So they just want to go to America to make a better living. My thing is is so wrong with that. Aren't we supposed to be a country of asylum? Like in that like the thing that will take in people if they're escaping like war uh, prone countries and whatnot. Yeah. Like, isn't that what we do? You would think. You would think. It, it just, it, it, the, it, the hypocrisy of it is what takes me off because. I mean, but that's the Republican part. That is their way. That needs to be their motto hypocrisy. <laughs> we do what we want. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, I just I just can't believe and then and then so I'm gonna even take it a step further, right? How was this country even found? We oh, theft. Out. Yeah, theft. And murder. <laughs> murder. And, and and even this, we were under British rule. The same people that sit there and say that. I can't stand undocumented immigrants. Y'all celebrate the 4th of July. What does the 4th of July... What do you celebrate for the 4th of July? Uh, the independence of the country. <laughs> do you hear the hypocrisy that I'm talking about? You're First of all, let's be fair. Half them people don't even know none of this, okay? They just spewing the crap that they get off Fox News. They you you because when you hit them with facts, then they just be looking like, huh? Like, oh, the Confederate flag, it's just a sign of southern pride. It ain't got nothing to do with slavery and blah. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Even, and back to Melania Trump. Do you realize that this is only the second time in US history that a first lady is not American? You gotta go all the way back to John. Quincy Adams, the sixth president. We are on our 45th. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The hypocrisy. So you 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 rah rah America. Everything has to be American. American cars, American clothes, uh American condoms. Your first lady in America. I hear. Nothing about that. Does Melania Trump has, you know, does she have citizenship in the United States? I'm quite sure she does. I mean, at this point, point, you would think at this point, the whole, um, I don't know the, the specifics of it, but they were saying like the people who come over here and like your kid is born here, they are like now citizens or whatever. Um, they trying to stop that, but 
in the same token, they bringing her parents over here and they try to make her parents citizens. What the hell they got to do with her and citizenship? Right. You, you feel me? Exactly. Hey, guess what, guys? Y'all president's parents weren't American either. Bet you didn't know that either, did you? <laughs> Bet you didn't know that. Trump's parents were immigrants. Case closed. Y'all ain't got no... And, and for the people who listen to this podcast who are going to vehemently disagree with everything that we said, listen to what we're saying. You can't be so American that at the same time you're un-American. You can't sit here and tell us, oh, but we got to make sure that everybody's documented because we don't want any criminals. It, it, it is laughable because, boy, you would think people were perfect. You would think, it, according to Tommy Lauren and, and, and the other oh, oh, wacko woman on Fox News, that they've never committed a crime at all, even though Tommy Lauren would never admit that she used Obamacare. She'll never admit that. She'll never admit it. I, it's, it's laughable how hypocritical these idiots can be when it comes to Trump. But then when you start hitting them with facts, they backpedal harder than Michael Phelps in the Olympics. Yeah. Can't hit him with facts. It could, because the only grounds they got to stand on was, well, oh, Obama, Obama bombed people too. Oh, the deflection is be so real. Oh, when something happens in the black community, see, see what happened in Chicago? Like, they're a. <laughs> they love, because Chicago, the only place black people live. They love bringing up Chicago like we all come from there. <laughs> Chicago is not Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous the, the stuff that the measures that people go to the kind of stuff that even comes out of this man's mouth is amazing so screw all of you who think that everything that happens is a political issue no they're bombing women and children that is not a political issue that is a moral issue and if you feel otherwise screw you Okay, and you have some screws loose because if somebody just let off a bomb in your house, how would you feel? And don't tell me, well, I'm 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 legal. I'm sure I'm sure you had that same energy when you were speeding to work this morning. Didn't you break the law then? When oh, you was going to do that? That make sense now. Don't don't do that. So, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, because so I, I don't do anything illegal. That's what they want to say. That's what they want to say now. This has some fun. So Thanksgiving passed, and um, Thanksgiving was amazing. My Thanksgiving was great, except the fact that the Detroit Lions, you know, usually lose on that day, which is why I'm not that big of a fan of the Detroit Lions. Let's get here and there. My Thanksgiving was great. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, tiresome because <laughs> I was cooking while everybody in the house was sweet. But it was it was good. Uh, we went to uh, my cousin's house. Family got together, ate up all day food, and then came home and had our food all to ourselves. Of course, of course, <laughs> there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing better than house hopping, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, we we enjoyed ours. We just chilled. Uh, wife, you know. By the way, y'all, my wife is a caterer. I just had to throw that out. So, I mean, our food was amazing. I mean. I, I can still kind of take some Thanksgiving food. But anyway, 
like to have a little fun sometimes. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but I don't know if y'all noticed that me and Sean, we have our disagreements. We have a lot of stuff that we agree on. A lot. <laughs> we got a lot that we agree on. We got, okay. I, I, okay. Okay. We have, okay. It's half and half. Okay. <laughs> it's half and half. So, sometimes we agree on something. Sometimes, well, okay. The mass majority of the time we don't agree on something. But that's the beauty of this podcast. You have two people that are not going to agree with everything. Like, I'm sure you 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 know we're definitely going to disagree. So Thanksgiving. Now, I'm not a picky person per se, but I do have my preferences on what I love on Thanksgiving and what I absolutely despise on Thanksgiving when it comes to food. Now. Sean, could you tell our lovely listeners stuff that you do not like on Thanksgiving? Sweet potatoes and sweet potato pies, disgusting. Nasty. Throw it away. Don't even make it. Don't waste your time. Don't put it on my plate. I don't want to smell it. (sighs) That is Sean, ladies and gentlemen. Nasty. Um, I'm talking about Oh, man. Oh, man. Now, by the way, I am a sweet potato connoisseur. Ugh. Sweet potato pie. I love my candy yams. Uh-uh. Okay, now, yeah, you're probably asking, well, Sky, what do you hate? What do you dislike for Thanksgiving? Now, if my greens aren't collared, I don't eat them. Gotta be collared. I ain't that picky. Not, no, no, no mustard or turnip for me. Nope. It has to be collared. If it ain't collared, I won't eat it. Also, I am one of those people who eat cranberry sauce. And it has to be with the dressing. I can't even go through Thanksgiving without cranberry sauce. Who eats so, dressing without cranberry sauce, though? Like, they go together. Yeah. Do you know how many people don't eat cranberry sauce? No, I don't know any. <laughs> Listen, I have to have cranberry sauce with, with my with my with my with my dressing. Now, by the way, people dressing, are going to not stuffing because it's a difference. To say that you have to have, if y'all don't know what dressing is, it, bless your life. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, so good. God dang it, it's so good. But one of the things that I do not really care for for Thanksgiving. And this might make some people. I'm not an apple pie person like that. I mean, I like it, but it has to be homemade. Is apple pie a Thanksgiving staple? In some houses, yeah. You you'll be surprised. Like for instance, like I wanted an apple pie for 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 Thanksgiving this year, um, but um, you know we 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 didn't we we didn't get to that we didn't get to that part. But I will say that. I can't do, you know what I can't do? I can't do, I can't do chitlins. Oh, I love chitlins. <laughs> I love chitlins. Now, granted, I can't be around when they being cleaned or cooked. Because, no. But once they done, I will tear some chitlins with some hot sauce up. Now, it, it got to be cooked by certain people. I don't eat not everybody chitlins because, first of all, I don't eat everybody food. I don't even believe in office potlucks. That don't don't even get me started on that. But with the chitlins, if it don't come from my grandmama 
or my daddy, I can't eat them. But if them two people cook them, oh, I'm there. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, that is a no bueno for me. Now, the, the, now you're talking about somebody that can literally eat anything. Like I, I'm not picky. I'm one of those individuals that can that literally can eat just about anything, except chitlins. Chitlins are delicious. Nope. No, no. I'm not <laughs> a I love my ham and, my, and I love my glazed ham and my pineapples. I can eat anything. No chitlins. Nope. <laughs> Keep them far, far, far away from me. Now, you eat pig feet? Huh? You eat pig feet? Absolutely not. No, thank you. I'm good. Now, the funny thing is, I've ate these things quite a bit when I was a kid, but then I got older. I have no desire for pig feet because that was a staple, and I have no time for no chitlins. Smelling them. Why? No, okay. Here's what spoiled me on chitlins. Okay. You was, was around when they was clean, probably. Yes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, no, no. That is the number one rule. You can't be there when they being clean or cooked. You, you know, can't eat them. You know why I was there? <laughs> because Sky, could you do me a favor? What? What's that? What's that? Could you could you do me a favor and kind of monitor these chitlins? Oh no, no, and no again, no. Ever since then, Mm-mm. uh no, 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 well, no. I don't blame you for that because I can't even do it. Hell no, <laughs> please. Okay, well, call me when they're done. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what? It's certain things that I can have like like now that I didn't like. When I was a kid, like for instance, I hated onions as a kid. Hated it. Like as far as like on burgers and stuff as a kid, man, you better not put an onion on my burger. I will th- I will throw the burger right at you. Bow. Oh. Now, oh, I love onions. I love onions, onions are delicious. They just don't like me. They make my stomach hurt. <laughs> right, right. So I can I can I can deal with onions now. Like onion rings, fire. Like especially yeah. like, from certain places. Like, have you ever ever been have you ever been um been the outback? And had like the, the onion ring tower. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, what? <laughs> I love onions. I used to hate them as a kid. I just did not like them. I just chitlins, man. Like I, I'm like people was posting like their chitlins online, and I'm like, "Where's the nearest trash can so I can gag to death?" Like, Don't you do die. it. Just gonna die. Just... <laughs> but that's funny. I it was so when you posted. About the sweet potatoes, I laughed because at Ugh. first I was like, "Wait a minute, is it yams or sweet potatoes?" She was like, "Ain't that the same thing?" Kinda, kinda, kinda. Well, they both uh, nasty, so I don't really care. But I just always thought they were. Oh, well, I don't want neither one of them. Is there a reason why you hate them? They're so they nasty. When the sweet potato sets the macaroni and cheese, man, what is the greatest feeling on earth? They're nasty. Ugh. No, they're so nasty. Ugh. I don't know. It could be that it could be my mama's fault because, like, when we were little, you know, them, them parents that were back in the day, if I put it on your plate, you got to eat it. And I don't care how long it takes you, you're not getting that from the <laughs> table till you do. So that could be it. So, like, my mom will put it on my plate, and I'll just hurry up, put it all in my mouth at one time, and just like chew it and swallow it down. But I can't. Ugh. I don't oh, like the consistency of them. I don't like 
nothing about them. They stink. <laughs> wow. So do do you like do you like regular like potatoes? Like mashed? I love yeah, I love mashed potatoes, twice baked potatoes, smothered potatoes, breakfast potatoes. I just can't do no ugh, nope. Got the sweet joints. Oh wow, wow. Well, I just had to talk about it because I was always intrigued as to why you felt so you just can't do it. That's that's interesting. Interesting. So, see, 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 we, we don't always agree on something, y'all. We, we, it's, a lot, it's a lot of stuff that we disagree with. You know, again, the podcast, yeah, like man. the Patriots are trash. Don't do that. Don't do that. My team is second in the AFC. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You, yeah, I better worry about y'all. And even though Tom Brady is a Michigan man, he trashed too. Dude, he's a legend. It's to be respected. Respect that man, okay? Nah. Respect that man. But anyway, in any event, I think we did. I think we did good today. I know there's other things that we could talk about, and uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna save that uh, for next week. And um, because <laughs> it is it is something that I know that's gonna be a topic that we're gonna be uh, doing. Twenty eighteen was a crazy year, y'all. It is already about to be December, and I know we're gonna have to do like a twenty eighteen wrap up of all the crazy stuff that has happened this year. Lord Jesus, that's gonna be a long freaking podcast, Sean. I don't know if you. I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But 2018 was, was, was a crazy year. So, you know, in the upcoming weeks, we're probably going to have a, a 2018 review podcast. Just talking about all the stuff that happened this year, uh, the good, the bad, the super ugly, um, or or in, in that case, the good, the bad. And Oh, I know what we didn't talk about really quick. Uh, championships, first run, fire, Cardi B. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she ate that track up. What is it called? Like On Me or something like that? Yeah, On Me. Oh yeah. yeah. Meek's, Meek's album is dope. Like, yeah, Meek's album is fun. You know what? I'm, and I'm happy for him because the way and I was, I, I, you know what? I can't lie. I was one of those guys that kind of was hard on Meek when him and Drake was beefing. Look but, here, everybody know I'm Aubrey's number one fan. So when that happened, I had to like put him down. But since they cool again and Drake said it's all right, you right, know, we, we can play. We can play it now. Right, right, right. But no, nah, um, listen. I was hard on Meek. I really was. I didn't think he would be able to redeem himself because his diss records against Drake was they but, were terrible. Yeah, it was so terrible. Uh, especially want to want to know what the Undertaker beat. I mean, come on. It was <laughs> but he redeemed himself. I actually like this last album, Wins and Losses. I have it as a dope album. But this album, man, every song even. Your favorite rapper probably got one of the greatest verses of the year. You probably don't want to hear that. Oh, whatever. Nas is on the album? I didn't see that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't you disrespect Hov like that. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Hov's verse on that, on, on that, um, on that what's free. free. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Here's a Come on, Sean. Come on. Come on, Sean. I know you're not a J fan. You gotta give it to J on that one. Come on. Look, I said it was all right. That's all you're gonna get from me. Never go get Jay his props, man. Never give that man his props on the rap tip. But no, uh, if y'all haven't checked out that meek, uh, check it out. Is is actually dope. Yeah, the Cardi records dope. 
Uh, I just actually got done listening to that before we before we recorded Fire Song. He got another song on there, um, on there that I heard. Oh, what beat was that? I can't remember what beat that was. It was, I think it was a, it was a, it was a Jay Z beat, I believe, and he Meek murdered that. So Meek's on his Meek's in his bag. He got he got some songs with Drake on there. So if anyone asking is Drake on the album, yes he is. Oh, Drake made sure he, he tweeted about it, so we ain't had no more problems. But oh, Jesus, <laughs> man, I'm like Drake. Is this your album or Meeks? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? But no, it's it's good to it's good. You know what? I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of seeing like people that used to have rap beef, like you know, make music again. Like I was happy to see like Drake brought out Chris Brown. Uh-huh. I loved it because I always thought that hey man they will have some great collabs and do and the Deuces remix is one of my favorite remixes. Yeah. So I, I like seeing that. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you just gotta grow up. I, I hope 50's listening. Oh, speaking to him really quick, him and this stuff he got going on with his son, they need to pull it together. All of them, 50, the mama, and that boy, because they all grown. They need to stay off, of, even if they don't have, like, they ain't never going to get along. They need to stay off of social media. Because I just seen, like, a recent post where it was, like, 50 Sun standing next to Supreme Sun. And 50 was like, if both of these little N-words got hit by a bus, I would have a bad day. Like, I don't care what kind of stuff you got going on with your kid. Like, where y'all done fell out, that is still your kid at the end of the day. And you don't treat your kid like that. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that either. And and who's to say that it wasn't 50 Son that reached out to Supreme Son? I mean, yeah, we know that you know their history, and we know. I mean, even if he did, you yeah. are responsible for what you put out. So even if his son was awesome, like be disrespectful type stuff, that don't mean that you stooped down to his level. Yeah, I and agree. be doing the same thing. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, 50. <sighs> Listen, I love 50's pettiness at times, but then then sometimes it's, it's like, bruh, that's a little bit too much, my guy. It was way too much. Yeah, like, come on, man, that's your son. Like, you, if, if something was to happen to your son and that wasn't under your watch, man, you know doggone well you would be distraught. But I would hope I, so. I, I, didn't, I didn't like that either. I'm glad, and I'm glad you brought that up because that, that needed to be said. Like, come on, Fifth. Like, I know you got an image to uphold, but dang, homie, like, yeah. Dang, I said dang, homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Shout out to Wankster. That was actually a good song. That was a great record. That was a great record. One of the first shots. I like I like Wank. I like Wankster. And one last thing, Trey Songs. Uh eleven twenty-eight. I haven't heard twenty-eight yet, but eleven is fire. It's like old Trey Songs. <sighs> You know, it's how quiet I got when you said that, right? Look here, don't you do it. What's wrong with Trey Songs? What is it? Did you see him on The Breakfast Club? No, I haven't watched it. That's from today, right? Lord. I, I, didn't, I didn't see the interview. What'd he say? I say that Trey Songs is, he's a diva now. Oh, Lord. Trey being problematic. Come on. You know him and Envy got this weird relationship, right? No, I was not aware. Him and Envy has a very so we'll we'll close with this. We'll close with this. So a while back, um, DJ Envy 
used to um okay how how can I put this so I guess Gia like songs I guess that's that's DJ Envy's wife he's so insecure about that woman and he was cheating all on her I'm sick of him yeah yeah so I, I don't I don't know if it was like 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 that I guess what happened was I, was it Trey did a concert and Gia and Envy was there and Gia said something about being a big Trey Songs fan. It's something, something, something like that. It was something like that. But anyway, so every time Trey Songs goes on uh the Breakfast Club, like Envy has like these weird, like, like this weird vibe on on Trey. So then um it was once you remember the whole Kiki Palmer situation, right? With, with mm-hmm. Trey and Kiki Palmer. Yeah. So Avery brings up something about Trey Songz being gay, and like, like Trey Songz dang near lost it. Like he about lost it on Envy. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna send you all those little clips because it's funny. It's like, it's like, like Trey really went in on him about that. So then, um, ever since then, like Trey and Envy's had this weird relationship. So then, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil the interview for you today. Just know. Now, now, listen, y'all. Do I like Trey Song's music? Absolutely. I think Trey Song's musically is actually more underrated than he is overrated. I, I like yeah. Trey Song's music. I don't like his attitude at all. I hate his attitude. And it's, it's souring on me wanting to listen to the album. Because I'm, I'm usually not like that. I, I'm usually one that can separate, like, you know, like, you know, personal stuff for music, depending on the artist. Mm-hmm. Except for Kelly, because I can't, I can't stomach Oh, no. He's beyond canceled to me, but that's all another discussion. But anyway, but Trey is getting to that point where I'm just like, bro, do I really want to listen to you right now? Like, just you when you when you watch the interview, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, I heard 11 was dope. I haven't heard 28. I haven't heard none of it yet. I'm gonna check it out probably today on the way to work. But you'll see what I'm talking about. That that oh man, lord, I'm about to go watch it now. I'm yeah. sure it's on YouTube. Lord. Oh yeah, it, it popped up quick. Like as soon as I was taking the kids to school, as soon as. I'm pulling in the driveway. My notifications went off. And there it is. I heard a little bit of it on the way to work. And from what I was listening to, it, what these dudes? Trey Songs, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that, that guy. You'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll see. But anyway, um, uh, great podcast as usual. And uh, we're going to wrap it up right here. Uh, um, social media shout outs. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at honeybunches h u n n i i e b u n c h e s and your boy Big Sky uh, the poet at Twitter Big Sky eighty three on Instagram. I'm twenty nineteen. I might get a snap, but we'll see. Lies. You know me well. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, y'all be cool, and we will highlight y'all on the next episode. All right. Let's go Steelers. Uh, (laughs) Let's go Patriots. Goodbye, y'all. Later. (laughs) Goodbye, y'all.